0: All right, Gophers fans, it is your favorite episode of the week. It's time for predictions. We're talking predictions with Tristan Spanford for the Eastern Michigan week. I don't think you're ready for this one. You are locked on
1: Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to
0: do here, we're just going to
1: keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. All right, you are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name is Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you. And I am joined by our weekly co-host Tristan Spanford. We're back at it, ready again to give you the good, hopefully fun funny who knows we're just trying to give you the vibes give you the gopher talk over at locked on golden gophers tristan how is
1: it going it is going great i mean we got a win so i have no complaints i mean it was it was a a boring and exciting struggle of a win but a win's a win we don't apologize for wins around here
0: exactly exactly and i feel like you covered every spectrum of emotion in this game you were bored you were mad you were sad you were happy you were screaming i mean it's everything you want in a big 10 opener right
1: i agree i loved it for i mean from start to finish it, it was that at one point it was you know punt turnover punt punt it it was it was the quintessential big 10 football i loved it
0: Absolutely. Well, today's show is brought to you by down or the Game Time app. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. But we're gonna kick this show off. With some questions from week one, then we'll do our classic over-unders and predictions. And folks, if you are listening, you've heard us do these predictions before. We're keeping track this year. Starting next week, we'll have a little ticker on the bottom that shows who won each week. It's going to be a good time. And feel free to join along in the comments as well. We always enjoy the participation, the feedback, and the, the good comments. We don't enjoy the bad comments. We'll avoid those ones. No, I but... agree. I
1: ran in, ran into a couple of people at the game even who who listened to the pod. Shout out them. It was It was awesome. Yes, sir. That's what we like to hear. So let's kick it off with what
0: were your biggest concerns walking away from this week one game?
1: I mean, I think it's going to be on the top of everyone's list. It's got to be the running game. And I don't know if it's a slow start because of without Mo, if if that's that big of an issue or if it's, you know, maybe these guys aren't just ready for Big Ten football yet. But it's got to be the running game. What what What's going on there?
0: Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I feel like Moe hid a lot of the errors. Like in a hard defensive game, crazy random stunts, blitzes, and all that, Moe would still fight through the muck and get you five yards of carry, even though you were asking yourself how. And maybe at the same time, it didn't feel like it was hard at the time. But now we're watching these new backs and we're like, oh, we were spoiled. We,
1: we did have it good. So exactly. Exactly. I'm definitely with you there. No, it's definitely the the wrong game. I'm I'm sure you're gonna have more insight on the offensive line than me. You're you're more in in into intuitive in that in that aspect of the game because I just sometimes have no clue what who's supposed to be going where, who wants to play what position. So I know there was some confusion around there, but hopefully we can kind of piece some things together at the offensive line spot.
0: You know, I'm still learning in the offensive line game too, but the pass blocking was pretty decent. The run blocking, especially on the interior, was pretty rough, but hopefully they can fix it when it's more of a normalized defense this upcoming week. But moving on to the opposite side, what were you most impressed with in
1: this game? I think it has to be Ethan. It has to be Ethan. And I think because he's such a huge, huge, huge part of the offense. And, you know, obviously you need your your starting quarterback to be the dude. It was after that first pick. That's when I knew, I was, just like I said last week, it's it's after the first pick. How does he respond when he makes mistakes? And he just kept slinging it. And, he, you know, he never, never dropped his head. No, you know, it's he flushed it immediately. And I think that's what you need, especially in a quarterback this young. You know, no quarterback is gone without throwing a pick. You know, and so being able to flush that and just keep throwing it, keep throwing it, keep throwing it. You know, there's a couple of, couple of you know questionable balls there, here and there. But, I mean, it, I think everything pointed to this is the guy. This is a dude that that is we have at the helm.
0: I'm with you. I am proud to say that is my quarterback. Like, yeah. plain and simple. AK eight is my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy yeah. for it. But um I was most impressed with how the defense really balled out from the jump and missing our, what, maybe second best player on the defense in Cody Lindenberg. Joe Rossi has those guys right from week one, and I am excited to see how they continue. They're going to get a good test in a week from this weekend, and I think that's really going to either put Minnesota on the map for respect and defense, or it's going to maybe show where we can continue to grow. But you know what? If that defense balls out versus North Carolina two weeks from now, it's going to be hard to re- think that Joe Rossi will be back with this team next year. Cause somebody is going to be making that man a head coach.
1: I agree. And you can't, I can't even argue with it. I can't argue with it. Like I'm the, even when, when I found out that Lindenberg wasn't playing, I'm like, how deep are we? Like, cause everyone can get the job done. How many different D linemen played and all, and almost all of them had tackles and a few of them had sacks that were coming, you know, not necessarily part of that starting four. It was, it was awesome. Like, it's, it's awesome. Like, You cannot, you can't not be excited for this season thinking if this offense really comes together and clicks, which I mean, it it was an ugly game, but I don't think we're, we're that far off how dangerous of a team this could be, especially in big 10 play. Like, I mean, we would talk about how, how difficult our schedule is, but honestly with that defense, if, if you got a defense that can hold anyone under 15 points, which is what it seems like they just want to do every week, they just go and do it. You know, it seems like you could beat anyone.
0: No, I get that. I get that. And
1: also... I
0: feel like a lot of people are now trying to say, well, Nebraska is a bad team. If you watched that Nebraska game and came away not thinking that team looked better than the last three, four years of Nebraska that we've seen, then I don't know what to tell you because that defense was formidable. And I'm hoping that as we head into this next week, they're going to be on primetime again, facing primetime. And I think that that is going to be an opportunity for them to really shut up the haters
1: and maybe give the Gophers a bit more credit with this win, too. No, I I definitely agree. I didn't think I didn't think by any means they were slouches. I mean, this, this is still Nebraska we're talking about. It's not like you know Matt Rule didn't come in there and get a bunch of guys out of the transfer portal or a few guys at least. And it wasn't they weren't a slouch. Now I'm not saying that they were, you know, they're. they're I don't think they're going to win the Big Ten, but I I don't I definitely I don't want I wouldn't disrespect them in that way. And maybe it's just because we barely beat them. Maybe we're talking a different <laughs> conversation if we would have killed them. But
0: gotta pump ourselves up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right i gotta ask you what was the reaction on the daniel jackson touchdown was it that down where your seats were for that game too so you had that
1: live and in person right i saw right away first of all the first one i thought the first one was was a touchdown which was still and those are those throws that athan was making that we're talking like a millisecond a millisecond Mm -hmm. earlier and those are you know unquestionable touchdowns but that catch was insane but it it looks even better in the picture. He's got the Jordan the Air yep. Jordan going. Oh. I'm
0: I'm saying Dinkytown athletes dropped a Daniel Jackson shirt and they called it uh, the toe tap or something like that. I'm telling you, they missed out on the prime dirtiest phrasing opportunity of calling it Air Jackson. That would have been perfect. Oh. if they just threw Air Jackson
1: on that with that. Oh, hey, I you would might have need to text him. Tell tell him to get that that copyrighted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right. So the last question before we head on over to our over-unders is who do you think is going to have the biggest bounce back in
1: week two on this Gophers team? In week two, I mean, pending pending injury, I know he's got, you know, it's it's the knee is all whatever it was, but it's got to be Chris. And I would love to see him, but I don't want to, If he's not 100%, I don't want to see him. I could care right, less to right. see him if he's not a hundred percent. But if he is, I think he's going to come out in a statement effort. And I'm not. I'm not sure if he what the timetable is looks like, but it's definitely got to be Chris because I I expected. I thought he was going to play more week one, and I was very excited about it. But we are. It
0: sounds like he's close. It sounds like from the last presser, Co- or Coach Flex said Chris. Crab, or not Chris and Crab, same person, right? (laughs) Chris, Cody, Lindenberg, and Darnell Jeffries all could be back in the near future. Now, what does the near future mean? Does it mean this non-conference game or does it mean maybe a big time opponent like North Carolina? We'll see on that one, but I'm with you. That would be a big option for me. I'm going to choose Nathan Bow because... I think that he struggled in this one more than I expected. And I think now facing a defense that is more of that casual 3-4, that casual 4-3 that you see more on every given week, I think he's going to find more success and he's going to help lead this offensive line a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that pick
0: all right so we're gonna move on to over unders but before we do that i gotta give a shout out to our friends and our friends for this one are none other than whoops not that one they got free advertising a little bit right now but we're talking about our <laughs> friends over at linkedin jobs now this is to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs because linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now, you know if it's free, it's me, so you should check it out as well. All you have to do is head on over, create a free job post. You can post a purple hiring frame on your personal profile picture to help others in your network. Recommend people that might be a good fit for your position. You also can use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the right candidates. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post about your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. All right, so let's get to it. Let's talk about over-unders. Now, this is going to be a fun one. We're starting to keep track here. So it, this is for the money. This is for the glory. This is for bragging rights on the season and the week. We're right. going to kick it off with the, uh, the point spread right now, which Minnesota is favored by 20.5 points. So do you think Minnesota will win this game by 21 or more, or do you think Eastern Michigan will cover and be able to keep the Gophers within 20 points?
1: You know me. I'm Mr. Optimist. I really am. But, but I think I have to go with, I think Eastern Michigan might cover the spread. Oh, curveball, curveball. I, I I, just, I just, I, I love our defense. I really do. I just think there's stuff that I haven't seen from the offense yet. And I think that once they make that next step, then the, the then will we'll, I'd be way more confident. Unless the defense right. comes out and scores a bunch of points, which that shouldn't count for what I'm saying here. <laughs> but i i i i do think i think the defense is going to stop them but i think it's our offense that that has to show improve even if it's a non-conference opponent i really think we need to you want to get every every jitter form of jitters out of the way before we go to north carolina so I'm with you. I mean, I think you might have almost talked
0: me into it, but you know what? If you're not going to go homer mode, I'm doing it. Smash the button. We're going over. 21 points or more. The Gophers are going to win this one, and that isn't to say that Eastern Michigan isn't formidable because they went 9-4 and last year. They can get some dubs. They haven't had the greatest record against Power 5 schools, and I have no faith in their passing game. I think they have one receiver that has really gotten above like 400 yards in the last like few years now. He's a graduate senior. I just think they're going to get behind, and they're going to have to abandon the run game, and I don't think they have the pass options to keep up. Now, their special teams are the real deal. Last week, they scored a 96-yard kick return touchdown, an 85-yard punt return touchdown, a safety on a punt. Their special teams is legit.
1: But and that makes me nervous. I don't know. I just think the Gophers are gonna pull away on this one. I would I would love I would love for them to prove me wrong. That would be the best. <laughs> uh, I'm just surprised. I thought you were for sure smashing that over. I think I just I can't I can't get over the offense. The run game. The run game is is stuck in my brain, is the run game. So once that. once that's cleared up, and again it's it it was against the three three defense. That that three three front is so weird. So I'm I, I think once we get into a normal a more normal set, oh we'll, well, then we'll be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, moving it to the points then. So we got over under. The line is forty seven and a half total points between the two teams. What are you thinking on this one? <sighs> this is the time where you got to make sure the math is mathing over here. <laughs> I know. That's
1: why I'm trying to break it down in my brain just because of what I just said. If we don't cover the spread. And I don't think our defense is going to give up much points. So that's killing me. I'm going under, but I don't know. I'm going under, I'm going under and I'm an over guy. I'm going to go. What is wrong with you? With
0: I'm gonna, nope. I'm going to go <laughs> under with you here. And that's crazy. Cause I took the over, right. But I think it's going to be something like 31 to seven, 31 to seven gives you about 38 total points. It's still well under that 47 and a half. And I feel comfortable with that score. I think this game reminds me a lot of the New Mexico state game except for maybe Eastern Michigan is a bit better in that front, but they play a similar style kind of where they're going to have to be more gritty and calculated and really lean into special teams and things like that. And I think we beat New Mexico State like 38-0 to last year. So I think it's going to be more like that. So I'll take the under with you as well. Now, the next line that we have, and this is just going to hurt you even more to try to predict it, total rush yards by the group of running backs. So not just one running back, the whole group of Gophers running backs, 135.5 rush yards. That's the line. Now, last week, they only had 58 rushing yards between their running backs, but... Eastern Michigan gave up 237 rush yards to the Howard Bison running backs and FCS HBCU university program. So there's a lot of wiggle room in here. So what are you thinking?
1: 135.5. That it seems, oh man, now I'm just getting all excited for the game and my brain just <laughs> says blow on and it's just making me second guess everything I said. I like where that line is set. I think, I think we go over as a collective just because without – if it's a normal – they run a normal four-man front, correct? So I think it's going to be uh, yeah, easier – I believe they do, yeah. It should be easier for every everyone on the offensive line to, you know, read coverages, know who's coming, where the pressure is at. You know, with that – with the style of offense that they're running with the – you know, where Ethan kind of makes everyone show what they're going to do, that – I think will will benefit them more this week because there won't be as much much guessing involved, and more be that's my assignment. That's my assignment. So I'm gonna go over. I think over. I do think the running game is gonna be better. I just need to see it. I just need to see it. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm gonna go over with you on this one. I think that we're going to see a classic PJ flex style gopher team that we're used to seeing in this one specific week. I think we're going to run the ball like 40 plus times between the four running backs. I think Evans is going to get some touches. Darius Taylor is going to get some touches and then we're going to see more of Tyler and Williams. Like we saw last week, I think they're going to run the mess out of the ball this week. So I'm going to take the over there as well. Now, The last three, three more over-unders. The next one is passing attempts for 8th and Kelly McManus. So we both talked about how we think they might run the ball more. They might have to find opportunities in the ground. But the passing attempts for 8th and Kelly McManus, the line is set at 29 and a half attempts. So do you think think he goes over 30 attempts, or do you think he stays under?
1: You just talked me into that running game. So I'm going to say just under. Just under. Because what did he have last week? 44, 45, something like that.
0: 44, 44, absolutely bonkers.
1: Our gophers, our gophers throwing the ball 44 (laughs) times? What? Like what? (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be some sort of correction. You're right. There will be some sort of correction to get back to knowing they can dominate the ball on the ground. I'm going under. I'm going just under on attempts.
0: I'm going under with you as well. And I can't wait for all the replies in my Twitter mentions during the (laughs) game. Why aren't we passing the ball? Ethan is our guy. Why aren't we doing it? Even if we're up like 30 to zero, they're going to be like, (laughs) why are we still running the ball? (laughs) Oh, All right. So let's move to the next line. Two lines left. The next one is two and a half sacks. Will the Gophers have – three or more sacks or will they have two or less sacks in this game? Last week they had three. Remember last year we only had 19 total. So there's bound to be some ebbs and flows here, but what are you thinking in this one? Two and a half sacks is the line.
1: Over, 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 over. I'm going over. I, I, I I love this defense. And last week, even, you know, when we're, again, that's against Nebraska, which no slouch on offensive linemen in Nebraska. Uh, I think, I just love I love the I love how many people are rotating in on the D line and especially I don't I don't know about Lindner being back but I I think over definitely over everyone's fresh when they you know they're rotating in I love it
0: I wanted to take the over here but I'm taking the under because I think that Eastern Michigan is going to try to run the ball a lot in these first half. And then I just think that they're going to struggle to get things going. They run a triple option here and there. So the quarterback might be running a bit, which may make it harder to get some sacks. So I think two might be about right. So I'll take the under. Now the final line is turnovers forced. The line is set at one and a half. So do you think they'll have two or more turnovers in this game or just one or less?
1: I think I like the over there too. This defense is a real deal. Tyler Newman's back there, ball hawking. He's just waiting, waiting. So I I think over here, whether that be it, you know, at least a, a pick in a, a forced fumble or a fumble recovery or something like that, I think the over is is safe.
0: I believe in this defense wholeheartedly. But I'm taking the under. I'm going to go with one turnover. I'm going to go with one turnover because (laughs) I think it's going to be a classic Rossi game where we just get them three and outs. We get them off the field. We get lots of punts within this game, and they continue to just force them off the field, but maybe not create turnovers because, again, I don't know if they're going to pass the ball enough to get it going. So I'm going to take the under there. That's going to do it for us on over-unders, and we're going to move on to the thing that everybody comes to the show for, and that is the predictions. That's what's coming up next, and there's going to be some wild ones in this here, folks. I think we're going to have some some hot topics for you, but before we do that, I definitely got to kick it over to our friends over at Game Time. Now, for these last-minute deals... You want to head over to GameTime.co or download the GameTime app. They have the last best last minute tickets and their best price is guaranteed. So you can stop stressing about the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can even get images of your seats directly to your phone beforehand so you know what to expect before you buy. And it'll only take about two taps and you're set to get your, your tickets. They come directly to your phone. It's not gonna be in an email that you have to search through or anything like that. So you can snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use promo code locked on college for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply again use create an account. use code locked on college for twenty dollars off. Download game time today, last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed. All right, we doing it. We doing it. We jumping in to the predictions. and we're gonna kick it off with the spicy one. We're gonna kick it off with a fun one longest field goal that will be made by the Gophers in this game. What is your prediction for the longest field goal in this one?
1: Man. Well, if we go down and score every time, we don't have to worry about kicking any field goal. That's
0: true. It could be none, zero.
1: (laughs) It could be zero. I'm going to say, I could see us, you know, maybe a drive stalls out. Let's go 30 yards, 32, 32 yards, my number.
0: 32. I'm going, I'm going up and at him here. I'm going to say that Flack let, uh, Dragon take the kick at 54 last week and he pushed it left, but the distance was there. I think he's going to give him another 50 yarder. I'm going to go 51 and it's made to test out that leg and also give him some confidence moving into that North Carolina week. All right. So we're going to flip it to who leads this team in receiving yards for this game. I'm going to go first on this one and I am going to take. The easy option. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go with Daniel Jackson on this one. I think he's gonna lead the room in receiving yards. So who is your call for this week on leading in receiving yards?
1: Actually, I like Corey Crooms this week. I think Ooh. after the big Daniel Jackson game, I'm just saying if you I don't know who we got at cornerback on Eastern Michigan, but I think you can. you know, you throw your best guy at him, you know, maybe throw a safety over the top and Corey Crooms is gonna have a day.
0: Zoom, zoom to Corey Crooms. Let's get it.
1: it. All right. So, who is going to lead this
0: room in week two in rushing yards? You get the first pick on this one. Leading the room in rushing yards.
1: Hmm. Who, who, who?
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. And we'll say it can't be Ethan, too. It's
1: got to be a running back. Give me Evans. He, okay. I think so. What did he have? He only had like two touches last week. He didn't get a oh, no, snap no. last game. Oh, I thought he had a couple towards the end of the game. I just feel like everyone's going to get a biscuit, get some carries. <laughs> yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. He's yeah. gonna run mad, man. He's gonna be like, You give didn't put it me it on it. the field last week, so yeah. I'm gonna show you.
0: I give feel it. Me. it. I feel it. <laughs> I'm going to run with the other young buck. I think that they're going to really let these young guys get some totes and get comfortable on the field. Now that it's not under the bright lights in a nationally televised game, I'm running with Darius Taylor. I think he's going to take over this room by the end of the year. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I'm going to run with him on this one. Now, who scores the first touchdown for the Gophers? There's so many options with how deep this team is that I'm going to let us take two people each, but we'll rotate. So I'll take the first one, then to you, and back and forth. So, I'm going to stick and double down with the first touchdown. And I'm going to say Darius Taylor. I think they give him a goal line carry and it's like a two yard punch in or something like that. So, who do you got as your first pick for the scoring of the first touchdown?
1: I actually I'm I hate to do it because I hate jinxing this guy. But I, I think I'm going to go with Brev as my first pick. You know, I there think it we, is. we finally see him. Find, put him in the end zone just once at least.
0: I feel like I had to I had to give it to you to take that one because I feel like I took (laughs) Rev in every category last week and I was just like maybe I jinxed it, maybe I spoke it too much. Passed into the existence. So no, maybe you taking it will make it happen. We'll do it. Man, we'll do it. I just don't want him to think I like him that much. That's what I'm worried hey. about. Hey, that's my issue. I don't want him to think he's, that a, he's a hard guy to like, you know, <laughs> blood is not bigger than what well, whatever exactly. they say. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's go with the second touchdown player for me. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go spicy here. I'm gonna go Lamecky Brockington on like an explosive play downfield. So that's gonna be my mm. second pick. Who is your second one for the first touchdown in the game?
1: My second pick is I love, love, love Bryce on third down. I don't okay, I don't, you know, he has he has his moments, but on third down, I really like him. He just seems like the strongest one of the of the in the running back room where he's gonna punch one in, you know, when you need it the most. It might be a short run, but He'll punch one in or short little catch. I like I like Bryce.
0: Yeah, he's had the most usage in the receiving game. Hopefully we'll see a little bit more from that in the running backs this week, but that's not a bad call at all. All right, we're going to move on to our offensive player of the game and defensive player of the game. I'll let you lead off with the offensive player of the game for this week.
1: Offensive player of the game. Uh, I don't, I don't want to take your usual skills player, but I like Bo. What we talked about before okay. – I think you no. Know, I think he he really is going to step up this week and and you know show and prove that he's been here for some years now and he's he's the guy and I I, I kind of like that. I like the I like to see the offensive line shape up this week and I think he's going to be the guy to to impress you.
0: Now, fans might be asking, how can an offensive line be categorized as a player of the game? But you got to think, if we get some runs up the middle in scores, especially in those goal line situations, that's due to creation from Nathan Bow. So that's an easy way to kind of tell how much success he is having in that front. But I'm going to go with the skill position player, I'm going to lock it in with. Man, it's tough because if you pick a running back, there's they're probably all four going to get looks. So it's hard to pick exactly one of those. <laughs> and I've already said I don't think Ethan's going to get more than thirty pass attempts. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Brev. I'm going to go with Brev. I think he gets the most touchdowns in the week. Maybe they throw two short little touchdowns, get reps in there for him, get schemed looks for him. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. BJ, let's get it. I would, love it. A, I would love it. I would love it. But let's flip it. Let's go defensive player of the game on this one. You first.
1: Oh Danny Strego. I think I picked him last week too. And he had one sack. He had a couple, he had like four solo tackles. That guy's a dog. I I I love that. I love our defensive line. I don't know why. Uh so I'm going to him. I'm going to him. I think he's gonna, you know, especially if they're running a triple option, it's the end. Triple option is not that difficult to defend and set up for a lot of tackles. A lot of tackles.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Trayvon Jones, cornerback. He got really involved in the run defense last game. He also had an interception. I think he keeps it going. I think he gets a lot of tackles in this game. I think he was a leader in the tackles on the team last week. So I'm going to run with him again. We got three more to fly through here. The first one is going to be when will the first touchdown happen for Minnesota? You got to name the quarter and then take a guess at the time as a
1: tiebreaker. Oh, I think. I think we score first drive. I'm going first quarter, first drive, first, first quarter, go. first possession, first drive. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, but again, I just I keep b- talking myself back into my first few picks. Of today, but that's a, <laughs> it's okay. I got I'm set myself. I can't be wrong on both sides, right?
0: Right, right. I'm gonna go and <laughs> middle of the first quarter. I'm gonna go middle of the first quarter at like the eight minute mark. Eight-minute mark around there is when that first Gophers touchdown is going to happen. All right, and then the final two questions. Oh, go ahead.
1: What if we have a P.J. Fleck drive, and the first opening drive takes to the eight minutes? Who gets gets the point?
0: I think you would get two points for that because – you called the specific drive, and I'm I just saying, called the we've, times.
1: We've seen six, seven-minute drives from this team. I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong
0: <laughs> one bit. Like, that was straight facts you were spitting right there. <laughs> All right, the final two questions. First one is, what's your gut telling you? Do you think Crabb will get play this week, maybe on a limited snap count, or do you think they hold off and maybe make sure he's more healthy for that week three?
1: What are you feeling? I don't know. Like I said earlier, I do. I do love him. I just know. I know when he gets back on that field, he's gonna have a bone to pick. Like he's missed too much time, and so I really do think he'll be back. Sorry, my dog is being annoying. Um, <laughs> but I, I, do think um, when he gets back on the field. But you do make a great point that, you know, if he's if he's not at one hundred percent, then why bring him back for this week you know save him for north carolina and, you know pj even if if we're up by you know 20 some points he's not going to show everything we have it's going to be just getting guys reps so
0: well and i, I just think I, about if if they're going to run the ball a ton like we imagined in this week like why not kind of show off the the secret weapons? Why not show off the flash in that Week Three game and really be like, "Look, yeah. you want to try to stop the run? You want to try to stop Daniel Jackson, Brevin Spam Ford, Chris altman Belt? Pick your poison." Like, what are we it, gonna it, do?
1: Here? It really is, and that's a, that's what I kind of I'm I've, I've kind of I'm kind of leaning towards that way now. Like, you know what? What? Why wait and when, wait until you get to North Carolina and then really you know put on a show?
0: i'm I'm running with you there too, all right. final one, the one everybody knows and loves. the people are still sitting here at minute thirty one. like come on now, tell me what that <laughs> score is gonna be. What do you got for the final score in this one?
1: okay, let's see. I picked the under. no, you did yes, I picked the under. So I like thirty one mm, nope, twenty. 27 is that a number football number yeah 27 27 there'd be two field goals in there i think oh no let me go let me go let me go 30 oh what (laughs) 27 to 10 27 to 10 what's the over under uh the
0: over under for total points is 47 so that puts you at 37 so you're gucci there
1: that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking that's yeah i'm trying not to contradict myself Football math is I'm hard. gonna rock with uh,
0: thirty-one to seven. I'm gonna rock it in thirty-one to seven. I think that's still twenty points. It is, so we're good. I'm still accurate with my yeah. overcall. Okay. On the, on the <laughs> too much math, too much math. No, I'm not doing it.
1: I just want to make sure it's not real. I'm giving scoring, scoregami <laughs> numbers that never happened before <laughs> on the football field. <laughs>
0: All right, well, we'll have the ticker for next week. Y'all can drop your thoughts and comments and predictions in the comments below. And as always, don't forget to subscribe over on YouTube. Roll the boat, Scottie, Mango go Gophers, and all that stuff. We'll see you next week.